Hello and welcome to Trail Tales. My name is David Waters. And I'm Sean Roberts. And Sean and I plan on talking everything to do with running. Trails, track, road, you name it. We are going to talk about all of those wonderful things that we enjoy. And who knows, maybe we'll have a couple of guest people on the show. We'll talk about nutrition. We'll talk about shoes, watches, all the fun gear, training plans, training, whether it's, it doesn't matter if it's road running or everything in between. This is the place that we're going to tell our tale, our stories, and all the wonderful things that we enjoy about this sport. So stay tuned. Hello, Trail Tailers, and welcome to episode three of season three of Trail Tales, a running podcast. I'm your host, Sean Roberts, and I'm by myself. And uh, I know that Dave had released an episode yesterday, and I'm releasing one today for everybody to listen to. I think with all the downtime that we're having at home, um, it's good to have something to listen to. Um, first off, I want to thank Dave for the for the kind comments he made about myself and about uh, our frontline healthcare workers um, dealing with this pandemic right now. Uh, your sentiment and thoughts are very appreciated. And uh, I'm at work right now, actually, and uh, I've got a little bit of downtime. We're at one of the slower areas that we work in, so I figured I'd, I'd sit down and try to get a recording in. Um, the other thing I just wanted to comment on real quickly is, yes, this is a show about running, and regardless of your political views or race or religion or any of that other stuff, um, we're here to celebrate running, and it's something that we all have in common. And... Um, you know, Dave had expressed some political views on the show yesterday, and I just want to have a disclaimer that those don't necessarily reflect my own personal views. And I'm just going to leave that there. And let's move on with the show. So I know um, in season three, we wanted to get around and talking about different articles that we find online. And I do have one that I'm going to discuss, but since I'm at work, I don't have it with me. So what I've done is I've brought on a special guest. And Please let me introduce to you my friend and work partner for almost 10 years, Luch Serafino. He's sitting here with me right now. And Luch is a very active and avid cyclist. Um, he's been very active over the past two seasons in the velodrome, winning uh, numerous events. Um, he's been cycling for probably over 30 years and has lots of experience. Uh, he is Canadian with Italian background. And I'm very excited to have him on the show. I've been trying to get him on for a while. So, Luch, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. So, here we are. We're in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic, right? Right. And you and I are gowning up and masking and goggling and all that other stuff. However, one thing that we do have in common is that we like to train and be active. And I know that uh, you compete in a lot of events, unlike myself, who... You know, I, when I train, I do running, you do cycling mainly. But when I train, I kind of try to do it from overall health. And I'll maybe do one or two events in a year where you're doing dozens of events in a year, potentially, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to have any racing this year at all. So it's kind of changed my view of training altogether. Um, so, yeah. So now we're in a we're in a different ballpark because I just finished the provincial championships in 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 March it was like March I think I believe it was March 6, 7, and 8 were the Ontario Provincial Championships. 
Uh, we hosted a really good event there at the Velodrome in uh, Milton and uh, had a lot of athletes from America come to uh, compete as well, even though they were the provincial championships, uh, we compete against Americans. And, and when they, we do the podium, we do a podium for everyone, and then we do a podium for the top Ontario finishers, which is kind of cool because it, it brings more competition to the velodrome, and um, it, uh, it just makes things more exciting. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, I guess like you too, I'm sure your a lot of your events have been canceled, and my events have been canceled. So what I've been doing is I haven't been following my normal training program. I just basically stopped it, and now um, basically I'm just gonna have some fun with cycling for once. And uh, I guess what people like to call it is base building. So I took a I took a week off the bike completely, and uh, I'm. I'm going back into it, but not doing my like interval training. I still might do some interval training, but right now I'm just gonna have fun and probably just stick to like an endurance, uh, an endurance pace. And for you runners, I guess runners don't have power meters like a cyclist. So you guys, a lot of you guys go by heart rate. And um, so with me, I guess the what a lot of what a lot of people do is they go they find their maximum heart rate i guess for a runner it might be hard to do that unless you've been running for a long time you might know what your maximum heart rate is yeah my uh my co-host dave he does a lot of maf uh training it's a uh, maximum aerobic function heart rate training so um to calculate that i believe he does 180 minus your age and that's your maximum aerobic heart rate right. right so it's a little bit lower than what you would find at your maximum heart rate because that's usually yeah. 220 minus your age and then if you've got experience in your seasoned runner you can add a couple yeah. beats onto there so the principle behind that is you run at that targeted right. heart rate and then over time your body adapts and is able to run faster with a lower heart rate so when right. you put in efforts you're a little bit better yours is a little bit different because you're going from 220 down right yeah well my I, I use that as a base to start my training was I, I use 220 minus my age because if you don't know what your maximum heart rate is you can just use 220 minus your age and uh, that'll give you a start because then you can work out your zones you can find out what your endurance zone is is from there so uh, 220 minus my age would, would give me 170 max max because I'm 50 I'm, I'm turning 50 this year so my maximum heart rate would be 170 but Technically, my maximum heart rate is 180 because uh, I know that from competition and from like sprinting and whatnot. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know what my maximum heart rate is. That could change. And if I notice that doesn't go above 180, I can always change that. And that's good to know because, especially now, because uh, my aerobic endurance or my base endurance would be, my base endurance would be 117 beats per minute to 134 beats per minute. So I guess as a runner, if you were to run at that at that heart rate, uh, you'd probably feel that you're not going all out, but you're actually maintaining a good a good pace. Yeah, and a hundred percent. I think um, when I'm doing like a, and when I'm running, and I know I'm just gonna kind of like do an endurance pace. Yeah. You know, I I judge that on how easy it is for me to talk and carry a conversation while I'm running right. at that pace. Right. And usually at that pace, you're right. It's about the same number, about 138, somewhere around there beats per minute. Yeah. So you feel like you're working, but you're not overexerting yourself. Or you're not huffing and puffing and putting in a huge effort, right? Right. Um, so so that's interesting. Um, go ahead. The funny thing is, is that I'm looking at this chart now. I'm actually I actually signed up this program called Training Peaks. 
And I think a lot of runners use this as well. And they have like a, a lot of training programs on there that you can purchase. I purchased one for the Provincial Cycling Championships. And um, it was a pursuit pursuit plan. And uh, so basically I, I, did, I did very well. I followed the pursuit plan and um, I actually performed quite well at the Provincial. So I was, actually, I was actually happy that I purchased it and that I followed the training program. Um, but I guess what I was about to say was that looking at heart rate and, and as cyclists we're fortunate enough to, to see our power output. As runners I don't think you guys can do that as of yet and I'm not sure if they can develop something for that um, in the future. Maybe with a treadmill or something like that, who knows. Maybe, but yeah. generally you go by your heart rate, right? Or yeah, so this is interesting, this is an interesting fact because uh, a few days ago I went on an, an endurance ride and my heart rate was at around 120 beats per minute. And so that's that, within your range. That would put me, as a runner, that would put me in zone two. But if I looked at my power, so my, I, was pushing 100, I was pushing 100, 155 watts. That, put me, that, put, that puts me into aerobic capacity for, for if, I was just, if I was just basing, uh, like basing it off of power. And, that, and that's an interesting fact because, um, you know, uh, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is like my legs are stronger than my heart. Yeah, I was gonna say basically if your if your power is at the aerobic capacity level, which it is by the chart, and then but your heart rate's at the aerobic endurance level, I think that's a testament to yeah, you you have a very strong cardiovascular system, right? So you're able right. to do that high effort and your heart rate's not as affected as it would be if if you weren't in such great shape, right? Right. right, right. So I mean, because you've been training pretty hard all season, right? With right. with this program. Now I know last year you had some podium finishes last year, but you weren't happy with a lot of your results and you're doing different styles of training, right? And then this year you kind of really dialed it in and you started using this training peaks program. And I yeah. guess the results are speaking for themselves. I think my problem was I was, I was training the same for too long. And, uh, and then you know how people say change it up and, and changing it up made a huge difference. And before I started training for provincials, I took a week off. I think we went on went on vacation with the family. We went to Mexico for a week, and then when I came back, I started riding again. And I couldn't believe the amount of extra power I had. It took me about it took me close close to two weeks to get my strength back. And then when I got my strength back, I exceeded my maximum strength from when I left off so easily. And I just couldn't believe how much how much extra power I got. And this was the advice that 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 I found on online and um to take a week off and or, or to like mix up your training and I did both I mixed I took a week off and then I tried tried a totally new training program and uh the tr new training program I think it was like two wait days a a week uh plus my training and um I couldn't believe how much how much more stronger I got so it was just incredible so it's important a combination of the rest with the mixed training really uh, made yeah. the results better. Changing my training totally, yeah. uh, increasing my training. Um, but this training peaks, it's it's really cool. And the reason why they call it training peaks is because basically what happens is before a race, you want to be at your you want to be at your best. And I guess they have like, I, I I'm not I don't know how I, I just got into it, so I probably won't be explaining it 100% exactly how it is. If you go online, you can you can find more more about it. And, uh, but basically, um, you get three scores. You have like a fatigue score, a fitness score, and then a form. That form score, um, I believe has to be like 
between one one to like ten or something like that, that means you're you're in form. Because when you're training in this program, it's always in the minuses. You're like minus twenty form or whatever. But if you're if you're training nice and hard and then you and then just like maybe a week before a week or two weeks before the event, you start uh, you know, reducing your training a little bit but keeping your intensity up, that form number starts to drop and then starts to sorry starts to add on and then eventually you're you're in like a positive form so the positive number reflects um uh, an ability to be in a good race race condition i guess right with your body is right. that it okay so if, the, if you're in the negative your body's tired you're not going to perform properly but if the numbers go up into the positive you're ready to race or you, right your That's body's right, yeah. better because equipped. like over here i'm looking at my chart and two weeks before the provincials i was minus six and then one week before the provincials, uh, just before provincials, I was I was a six total. Uh, the total the total stress. Okay. So one thing you had mentioned too is you're still keeping the intensity up, but you're just dropping the volume of training. Yeah. So like as a runner, if if you guys if you guys are running like, maybe like two hours a day, or like say you're preparing for like a, a marathon or something like that, and you, you've you've done the marathon distance already, but now it's like maybe, a couple of weeks or a week before the marathon. I don't I don't like if you and if you get a, a training program I don't think it's gonna advise you to continue running marathons the week before before the event but right. I guess what it's important to do is is maybe cut your normal training into half but keep your intensity up so yeah. you don't, you don't want to lose your your um, your fitness is what you're trying to do yeah but and you're not trying but you're trying to but you're trying to get rested as well without losing fitness. Right. And yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. A lot of times when you're preparing for a race, the last week up up to the race or so, you're tapering. So you're actually decreasing your distance. And um, the intensity, like, again, I haven't done many races in any of the training programs I've done. I've just been like auto-populated ones through my Nike training app, which I tell you about all the time, right? So um, yeah, you kind of taper down, decrease your workload to get yourself ready for the race, right? right? But I think it's interesting that you keep that that intensity up. Yeah. Um, and this this program is good because before I had this program, I didn't know if I was race ready or not. Like this doesn't tell you that you're race ready or not, but the science behind it tells you that you are or it tells you that you're not because because you can like some people race every week, and you don't want to you don't want to taper for every single race otherwise you're going to lose you're going to lose fitness so this will tell you if you're losing fitness you know what i mean so and in, i guess i guess what i'm trying to get at is um you can't go into every race and try to win every race you have to use some races as training races and um you might do good in them you might not do good but don't expect to win them you know what i mean uh, but the ones that you want to win are the ones that you're going to have to rest because you can't go into every race and, and win some people can do that some people are like naturals mm -hmm. and they can like you know, every race they enter, they're they like they're like winning yeah. because they're just like really really well. But but for like an average guy like me and you, things are different. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the tone. So we gotta go. That 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 is our call to duty. So we'll talk to you later. We'll try to pick this conversation up in a little bit. Ciao for now. And we are back. It's several hours after having that discussion. But uh, Luch and I were talking about um, being race ready before we ended up uh, having to respond to that call. And Luch, I guess I'll talk about now um, 
you know, we're talking about being race ready and I'm in the middle of a training program for a race that's been canceled in June. Uh, it's the Barrier Waterfront 10K and I had a friendly competition with my friend Ivor who challenged my time last year and wanted to beat me. So he's been training hard, which kind of motivate, motivated me to train hard as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I think, four weeks now into the, into the training program, maybe get, getting into five weeks now. And within that time, you know how you had mentioned it's important to kind of change up training right not doing the same training over and over and over again right so my training plan now consists of like i'm doing speed work i'm doing endurance i'm doing long runs um like the speed work consists of like tempo runs um i'm doing uh sprinting intervals some are like 400 meter sprints and i'm doing longer ones which are 800 meter sprints uh it also has me incorporating some strength workouts into it and i know that's one of the big things that you train with is like you you'll do weights right during the week yeah, that I think weights is very important, and there's a uh, there's a lot of science behind that too. Apparently, science. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of endurance athletes think that uh, weight training will probably slow them down, or like uh, well maybe like heavy weights or whatnot, and they maybe some athletes might do like if they do weights, they'll probably do like higher reps and um, and lower weight because they think that because they're an endurance athlete they should lift like endurance athlete like like lift endurance wise like lift do do higher reps and right and less weight is it just because they're scared of like putting on muscle mass probably or they probably just think that oh if i'm going to be running you know i don't need big muscles but uh there's science behind that if you lift heavy weights that actually that actually will benefit it actually benefits endurance endurance uh endurance athletes it helps um it helps reduce the um, the the fatigue in in the legs. So um, basically, if you lift heavy weights, maybe like once a week or or once every once every two weeks or however you do it, maybe once a week would be more would be a little bit better. Um, but if you do that, you'll find you'll notice that um, you'll notice that you'll have you'll you'll fatigue less. And and I, I I'm speaking with experience because. Before I started weightlifting uh, regularly, I used to cramp up a lot. I used to get leg cramps, uh, especially during races. And uh, it was frustrating because, uh, you know, you train so hard and then you enter a race and you end up pushing yourself a little more than a little more than normal. In a race, you always go above and beyond uh, what 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 you do when you train. You have sure. extra adrenaline. You're trying to keep up with faster guys. So I noticed myself cramping up at end of races and during races and on at the track I couldn't couldn't finish all the races because my muscles would start cramping and ever since I started weightlifting like heavily I stopped cramping it was incredible and like people were saying oh it's your electrolytes it's this it's that and I was like but I am drinking you know and I and you know I I, I eat healthy and I you know I got my potassium and all that stuff I have my like you use supplements too right like drinks. magnesium yeah. all that so stuff. I was like what's going on why am I always cramping up in, in these in these in these longer longer rides or or if, or if I if I have to, um, you know, exert a little bit harder. And and I read some articles online and they said, yeah, okay, it could be all those things. It could be like electrolytes and it could be like, you know, this and that. But there was one interesting thing it said, it talked about weightlifting. And I started weightlifting because I wanted to get faster, but, and I also wanted to see if it would prevent my cramping. And ever since I started weightlifting, I have not cramped yet. Um... And it was incredible because uh, when we do when we do the track championships, we're in the, where there's like provincial track championships. There's we're racing like all day, and normally I would last like half a day. I, I can't say 
I did I did start to cramp at the very last race at the very last event but I'm surprised I even made it that long during the provincials because I did like maybe six seven races in one day and normally would last like three or four races but but I almost like basically I, I stopped I stopped cramping and I got I got stronger and uh, it was funny because uh, I went out for a really long ride once with 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 some with some friends and um, they were cramping and I wasn't and I was doing weights and I and it was just so fun to be able to ride and not worry about cramping so weightlifting is like so important so yeah so in your experience like doing these weights it has really helped with your performance especially in races I guess right yeah it's pretty much it's crazy how much weights can help you so you are you doing like in your own personal training are you only doing like once a week or do you sometimes do two yeah, or that's the thing I guess as runners and even as as cyclists we just want to go and ride and we just want to go and run and we don't want to do the other work. Yeah. We don't want to like take a day off to, to do weights. And then, you know, instead of running, like skip a running day and do weights, we don't want to do that. We want to ride and, and, uh, and run and or run. And we don't, we don't want to sacrifice that day of running, but you know, it makes a huge difference if, if you do like it's as much as, as much as we try like a lot of runners just just run or a lot of cyclists will just will just ride they'll they'll totally avoid weights but there's other training like if you want to get good if you want to be competitive you need that you need that you need that weight training uh, i believe uh, you know as as a cyclist and i'm pretty sure for runners it's it's pro probably the same yeah it's funny same. you mention that you're right because on days when i'm like scheduled to yeah. do my weights or whatever or yeah. even like you know i do taekwondo too yeah. right so sometimes that'll i'll go train and then i won't do a run but it's like man you just i want to run instead i'm like oh i'm missing an opportunity to run right. here and it's that mental thing where it's like yeah. i want to run and that's all i want to do but it, it's so important to do some sort of other training yeah. to complement your main sport right that's right and and you've proven it with your results and even in this training regimen now that i'm doing i'm only four almost five weeks into it yeah. now and I'm doing I'm doing uh, some weights. I'm doing some body weight exercises yeah. and stuff like that. And I've already got my 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 average pace time. Like I did a like a, um, a tempo run yesterday. And before I'd be doing tempo run, I'd be like around you know six minutes a kilometer, which was you know a bit more of an effort. My more relaxed um, like endurance run, I'd be like maybe six thirty, six forty five, which is not very fast. Right. But I'm already yesterday I was doing that effort, and I knew I could have pushed it harder. But I was running about five fifteen. Per kilometer so i've knocked yeah. my time down quite a bit and the training program i'm doing is 14 weeks so even though my race is canceled i'm enjoying the training i'm seeing results happen pretty quick so i'm going to carry on with my training even though so yeah i was saying now with the training being four to five weeks into it uh, my time's come down quite a bit and uh, it, it's easier to run at that pace. So like I said, I'm going to stick with my training for the next little while, even though there's no race. And just to see where I'm at because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying yeah. the results. And and it's good to push yourself every once in a while, like you said. Kind of change your training up every once in a yeah. while, right? So yeah. it kind of gives me some purpose in, into getting out there and running. Well, like I said, like, you know, a lot of these studies I'm, I'm reading, and um, they're all, a lot of them are based on runners. So yeah, that weightlifting thing, it is, it's based on, it's based on runners and, and uh, studies on runners as well. So I think that's important. And I think it's important for, for runners to, um, to basically, if, if they, if they, if they want to be competitive and if they want to see results, don't just run. Um, you have to, 
uh, train with weights and you have to rest as much as you like running you know what taking a week off maybe every four or five weeks of training could probably benefit you like I said when I took my week off and I came back it took me a couple of weeks to get back to where I was but then when I was back to where I was it was so easy to go that little bit further like to actually push harder and I was actually lifting more weights as well because I found myself at a certain point I couldn't I couldn't lift anymore but taking that week off I was able to when I came back I was able to lift more yeah and you know I think that That's makes crazy. I think it makes sense though because like when I was younger I was heavily into bodybuilding right, right. and and you're working out and you're exercising and that's not when you're building the muscle that's when you're tearing it down right. and breaking it right it's it's the times that you're resting right and not exerting yourself where you're you're building up right right your your muscle and stuff so i mean it it goes without saying you may be working your cardiovascular system when you're running or cycling hard every day and you're doing it every day but you're not allowing the muscle tissue in your body to kind of recover to its fullest right to to allow itself to repair so you can perform at your peak so i think what you're saying is is important to take take a week off every yeah. once in a while and i think i made a point when when i i was speaking earlier how i was saying my heart rate was was so low but my power was so high so i think by having stronger muscles you're not you're using less less cardio you know what i mean because then there's less you know less the muscle demands of it because you're you're so you you're so physically physically fit you're so physically strong but um it would be interesting to see like i don't know if there are any studies i know you like to read a lot of studies and stuff and i i, I listen to you and you always say hey sean check this out and i yeah. wonder if we can find any studies out there that talk about i mean even just oxygen consumption by our cells and the muscle tissues and whatever when we're at a state where we're kind of you know trained heavily yeah. or at a state when we're rested right whether there's a change there but if like you're going back sorry but if going going back like if if there's if there's so much improvement like just me being able to lift more that means that i could ride harder and that means a runner can run harder do you know what i mean it's like it just gives them that so much more and there there there's studies out there they're saying that when you take that week off um your your testosterone levels actually start to go up when you train your testosterone levels drop so and obviously we all know testosterone is the key it gives you strength and power you know what i mean so you mm -hmm. want those levels higher that's why when you come back from from a, a week's rest you're able to go that much harder because your body is 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 recovered like uh muscularly and and uh chemically as well like your your levels of testosterone are, are, are right up there so it's just incredible it's just it's just the the will of someone to do it the will of someone who's so dedicated to running to be able to take that week off and not run that would be so hard for someone to do yeah now when you say take the week off are you are you advocating to take a week off from all activity or are you talking about maybe doing some weights during that time or even just some like stretching or flexibility training or mobility like or would you just completely rest and do not no no physical stuff i wouldn't i would i would do maybe do do something if you were to do some something physical some physical stuff like maybe something different like maybe like swimming but don't kill yourself swimming you know what i mean um like you want to rest everything you want to rest your muscles you want to rest your heart and i think that's that's super important so so if you are going to do anything just, just like kind of super it's light, just like right? as if you were to go on vacation with with the wife and kids you know go on vacation with the wife and kids for a week you know if the wife doesn't like you running then you don't have to run just like chill out with her for a week 
and the kids or whatever and that week's rest you'd be surprised when you come back you will be so much stronger it'll take you maybe a week couple weeks depending on your fitness level to get back to where you were from when you started to, started the rest but after those two weeks that third week you're gonna you're gonna have improvements you're gonna have you're probably gonna be breaking records you're gonna, it's it's just incredible and I just couldn't believe it so there's, so there's a bit of a lag but then once you get back to your peak performance yeah. it's better than what it was when you stopped that's right that's okay. right because you that's know cool. obviously if, if you like if you stop lifting weights if you go back after a week you're not going to be able to lift what what you lifted last it's it's going to be very difficult unless 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 you're going to risk an injury so and it's the same thing with running you probably won't be able to to do your times so you just um, gotta ease yourself yeah, into it or whatever but it's right? funny because what's happening now with covid19 i think that's the main thing we were supposed to be talking about um what to do during covid19 and whatnot but you know now, now we can't go on group rides or we can't race we can't participate in events but there's other things that we can do like for example um there's strava yeah i'm not sure uh, are you on strava i'm on strava yeah so in strava there's um there's there's segments so if if you still you still want to you can still compete while you're training with strava because you can like you know run down that road you know, and try to see how you compare with everyone else. So that's kind of like, you that's know, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, you know you, I mean? and you don't want to, you don't want to break, you don't want to try to break a record every every day. You can, you can use it as um, as like a race, but you're just it's like a, maybe like a time trial, like an individual race, but you're not really racing by yourself because there's other people running running that day or there's other people that have run that same route that year and you can see how how well you um how well you do and you can even see if you've beat a, beaten a personal record so strava is great um for cyclists we have zwift and we have strava as well so we're fortunate we got two two uh and zwift is like a cycling simulator but it's funny because i've seen runners on this cycling simulator so i, I think they can do it with their treadmill as well so oh, no kidding if runners are interested uh, it's called zwift it's z-w-i-f-t and it's a running simulator uh so basically you run and you can see your your image on the computer and you're running on a road and there's other runners and there's cyclists as well so when you're on there and you're cycling you actually see like a, an see avatar runners. running on the I screen i see runners yeah and we see other no cyclists. way and i think runners have races too on there um, but it's set up with your treadmill. I'm not sure how it works, but you'd have to go online. I'm and, gonna have to and, look uh, into that. Yeah, and 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 look into it. Um, not sure. That's exciting, kind of, man. Not sure what kind of treadmill you need, but um, or what what kind of equipment you need. But it's really it's really good. Um, so those are some of the things you can do right now. Uh, like I said, uh, be careful because if the season does start, like say the season does start up in August, which which I don't, but say it does, you don't want to be burnt out you know what i mean because if yeah. you're training hard like like if you continue training like as if you were racing and you and you and you're still training like that then you could possibly be facing like a burnout towards the end of the season whereas if you stop your your high level training right now because there really isn't a point in doing it mm -hmm. and just have fun with with running right now that's what i'm doing with cycling i'm just having fun like we've spent so much time being serious you know just have fun yeah. it's like it's like an off season right so just go out run and have fun don't don't stress yourself yeah. i'll just try to enjoy try to enjoy running right now because you have no pressure there are no events everything's canceled yeah. i think it, it depends where you're at right because like for for me i'm right like ramping up my running now right because i was kind of having an off season from like christmas till now yeah, and okay. now i'm kind of kind of picking up and and you're right you got to enjoy it and i always yeah. try to do stuff that i'm enjoying and i am enjoying it right now so 
and then this this training program will take me into June, and June is where you, you see me, like you work with me. I always yeah. do the run for the sun every June, yeah, right? Yeah. So when we're at work, I'm always like, Luch, I'm gonna go run my mile outside, or whatever, right? Yeah, so right. that's gonna happen in June. So I'm I'm gonna decrease the intensity in June. Is that a public event? Uh, that's that's actually an event um, that I've been doing. I think this will be my seventh year doing it, or eighth year now, and it's part of another podcast I listen to called the the Running Podcast with Coach Jeff from Brisbane, Australia. So it's just an event he holds for the listeners of the podcast. Oh, so it's something you do by yourself. Yeah, so we oh, have okay. a Strava group called oh, Run for the good. Sun and there's runners all around the world from every country. So it's like a virtual challenge. It is. That's Coach good. Jeff will email you a bib and then you can print it off and like pin it to your shirt when you go That's out for your so runs. Cool. And then we take pictures and share them on Facebook in the private group or whatever. But, but if you are interested, check out the Running Podcast with Coach Jeff. Um... Just Google it. You can find him. He's on a, on every platform. Uh, great podcast. Sounds great show. Great. Love the guy. So that's kind of fun. So I'll be doing yeah. that again this June. So um, beyond that, again, like I'm still going to keep training. I know everything's been postponed. But I'm still having fun with it. Um, it does take the pressure off, though, right now, knowing that there is no event at the end of this. But I'm still enjoying yeah. kind of pushing myself and seeing where I can be because it's been a while since I have trained a little bit hard like this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. And one other thing you were talking about technology with Zwift and stuff. There's another app, and I haven't used it for a little while, but it's kind of fun. I was playing around with it. It's called Zombie Run, and I think I was telling you about oh, this. Yeah, yeah. So it's you can download it onto your phone, and you can play your music while you're running. But when you play the Zombie Run app, it immerses you into the story. Um, in a zombie apocalypse, right? And so then you're, like you're running away from zombies. Yeah, your character, you meet up with people. And that's it, good. It if you have a, a good imagination, that's good. And it turns you, like, you're a runner in the yeah. group, right? They say, oh, you're a strong runner. We're going to need you to go on a mission. And they send you on missions, and you're running, and you, you know, you find items. And it says, oh, you picked up this, you picked nice. up that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's a zombie coming. Run faster, pick up the piece. You know what you should do? That? You, should, you should, like, run at night and, and do That's what that. I do with this. I put my earbuds in, I crank the volume, that's and it plays your music. Stuff, but when the, when the story comes on, because there's breaks. Out. It it'll it'll the music will fade away and yeah, the story will that come. That probably in. makes you run faster. It does, man. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun though too, right? You know, I had a race a long time ago and uh, it was like an individual time trial. So all the cyclists are lined up and then they they set you off like two minutes at a time, and the guy behind me was uh was the um Canadian national. He wasn't no, he was he was on the Canadian uh, national track team, and uh, he was on the. Uh, Ontario provincial team and he started behind me and it was a 40 kilometer time trial and uh, So this is going with your zombie story, right? So having him start two minutes behind me is like Getting chased by by someone basically or I thought I felt it was like getting chased by wolves or whatever Yeah, so when I when I when they when I started I started first and he started he was my two-minute man So he started two minutes two minutes after me so he was chasing me down So I knew I had him behind me and and I went extra hard extra hard. He didn't catch me and I ended up beating him. Wow. Yeah, and ended up breaking a Branton Cycling Club 40-kilometer uh, record. I believe I did it in 56 minutes and 14 seconds. This was a long time ago. We didn't have, like, the technology for the for the bikes. Like, my, our bikes weren't weren't very aerodynamic now. The, the times are so much faster. But, but uh, yeah, th- this app that you're talking about would definitely help a runner, like, push that extra harder if, if anybody needs an incentive to run. This, that sounds like a really good app. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. So that's it, man. Luch, listen, I guess we'll wrap things up here. Yeah. It's, uh, I really appreciate you doing this. I know I've been asking you for a yeah. while, and uh, it, it's been really good. I've enjoyed the conversation and yeah. a lot of the insight you have with your cycling and all the research that you do and all the experience you have. I think it, it, it easily translates 
into the running world as well when you're training and the, yeah. just the principles of the training and whatnot, right? right? And and I learn a lot from you and watch you uh, and how you train and stuff. So it's good motivation and good education. Yeah. So hopefully you'll come back on here again sometime and we'll do another yeah, show. Yeah, I'll probably do something else. Everybody be safe and, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy your running yeah. right now. You know, one thing I got to mention here, Luch, is when I started running, the very first real running event I did when I registered, you and Susan, your wife, did it with me it was the mississauga 10k run if you remember oh, yeah, that, that was, was my very run. first run that i signed up for oh, yeah? beyond just running on my own and i remember awesome. that like it was yesterday it was like back yeah. in 2013 i think or yeah 2013. And we got medals for that, that yeah cool. we got medals and we pushed ourselves hard i remember right Those medals were nice I, I also remember running by the lake and uh, all the little bugs you know, coming into your mouth <laughs> and your nose and stuff but that was a fun That's time funny. man it was a lot of fun and uh you know it's a good memory so i appreciate yeah, that that was good so listen, if, if you guys are listening and enjoying the show and you want to reach out, you can email us. Again, I'll, the email address is trailtalesarp at gmail.com or Instagram is trail underscore tales underscore ARP. Until next time, run wild or bike wild. Either one. They're all good.